The Israelites were held captive in Babylon for 70 years. They had lost the temple and Jerusalem, and many no longer obeyed God's law. But God had not forgotten his chosen people and said, I will visit and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return. He fulfilled his prophecy and made a way for them to return to Jerusalem. He raised up a leader named Cyrus, a Persian king that Isaiah had prophesied of in 700 BC. The Persians had conquered the Babylonians, who had taken the Jews and burned the temple. The Lord stirred up Cyrus's spirit in 538 BC to support the Jews and others who'd been captured by the Babylonians in their desire to return to their ancestral homelands and rebuild their temple. He proclaimed, The Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem in Judah. Cyrus asked who among the people had God with them, and told them to go and rebuild the house of God. Others helped by giving gold, silver, goods, beasts, offerings, and other precious things. Cyrus allowed them to bring back the vessels of the house of the Lord that Nebuchadnezzar had taken. This new Jewish generation started over with almost nothing, but with great faith and led by righteous leaders, they began to rebuild the temple. Zerubbabel, the governor of the Jewish province, led 50,000 Jews to Jerusalem in 536 B.C. Zerubbabel and Jeshua the high priest and a descendant of Aaron first rebuilt the altar to offer burnt offerings, knowing they needed the Lord's blessings to protect them. Then they laid the temple foundation and set the priests in their apparel with trumpets and the Levites with cymbals. They sang together, praising and giving thanks to the Lord, because he is good and his mercy endureth forever toward Israel. They shouted for joy, while some of the older men who had seen the original temple wept with a loud voice, so that the people could not discern the noise of the shout of joy from the weeping of the people. Nehemiah was a Jew living in Persia, who served in a position of trust and honor as King Artertius' cupbearer to protect him from being poisoned. Nehemiah asked one of his brethren about the Jews that had escaped from captivity and the city of Jerusalem. He told Nehemiah that those left in captivity were in great affliction and reproach. Jerusalem's wall was broken down, and its gates were burned. When Nehemiah heard this, he sat down, wept, mourned, fasted, and prayed before God. He beseeched the Lord to let his ear be attentive and his eyes open to hear his prayer, that he prayed day and night. He confessed his sins, those of his father's house and of the children of Israel. He prayed that the Lord would prosper him as he sought help from King Artaxerxes. One day the king asked Nehemiah why he looked so sad. Nehemiah said the city and place of his father's sepulchres lay in waste, and the gates were consumed with fire. The king asked what he wanted, and Nehemiah prayed and asked if he would send him to Judah to rebuild the city. The king asked how long it would take, and Nehemiah told him. He asked the king to let him take letters to the Persian governors, so he could go through their lands peacefully on his way to Jerusalem. The king told him to go, but also to come back, and gave him supplies to rebuild the city walls and gates. Nehemiah told the governors about the distress the Jews were in, and how the God's hand was upon him as well as the king's words. They said, Let us rise up and build, and strengthen their hands for this good work. But when others heard what they were doing, they laughed them to scorn and despised them. 
Nehemiah found Jerusalem and its walls in ruins, leaving them open to attacks from their enemies. He was appointed governor of Judah and oversaw the rebuilding of the walls, but Samaritans, who were adversaries of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin, opposed the work. Samaria was the original capital of the northern kingdom of Israel. While most Israelites were taken to Babylon, some remained and intermarried with Gentiles of many different religions that had been brought there by the Assyrian and Babylonian kings. The Samaritans learned the Jews were rebuilding the temple and came to Jerusalem to offer their help. But Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the chief of the fathers of Israel told them they would have nothing to do with letting them build a house unto their God, and they alone would build it as Cyrus commanded. They may not have trusted the Samaritans, thought they might sabotage the temple, or question its ownership that would lead to future problems. The Samaritans were angry and weak in the hands of the people of Judah, troubled them in building, and hired counselors to frustrate their purpose. They told Cyrus that Jews might withhold future tribute, dishonor him as a king, and they had rebelled in the past and might take over the region. This delayed the project for several years. The work eventually continued, and people worked hard to rebuild the city wall. But others were angry when they heard the walls were repaired and conspired to fight against Jerusalem. Nehemiah's enemies, who thought to do him mischief, sent a message to meet in a village. Nehemiah sent a message back, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? His enemies sent four messages, and Nehemiah answered the same each time. The fifth time, a servant brought a letter saying that the Jews built the wall so they could rebel and make Nehemiah their king. Nehemiah said his enemies had made this lie up out of their own heart to weaken the workers' hands and stop the work. While his enemies tried everything they could to hinder the work, he did all he could to keep it going. The Jews prayed and set up a watch day and night. Nehemiah told the nobles, rulers, and the people to not be afraid of them. They should remember that the Lord, who is great and terrible, meaning feared or revered, would help them fight for their brethren, sons, daughters, wives, and houses. They returned to the work, but now half of Nehemiah's servants worked, while the other half held spears, shields, bows, and haberguns, a sleeveless coat of armor. They worked with one hand and held a weapon in the other, with a sword by their side. When the wall was finished, Nehemiah's enemies were much cast down in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. The Lord inspired Nehemiah to find the genealogy of the Israelites who returned to Jerusalem. Some men claimed to be of the tribe of Levi, but were denied the priesthood when they had no records to prove their ancestry. Zerubbabel, Jeshua, and the prophets Haggai and Zechariah rose up to build the house of God, but local Persian governors questioned their authority and opposed their efforts. They wrote a letter telling the new Persian king Darius that the Jews claimed King Cyrus had authorized the project. Darius ordered a search of the records and found Cyrus's decree. The Lord's eye was upon his covenant people. He blessed them, and they received help from many unexpected sources. The temple was finished and dedicated in 515 B.C. The priests, Levites, and the children of Israel attended the dedication of this house of God, 100 bullocks, 200 rams, 400 lambs, and 12 goats, one for each tribe, were offered at the dedication. 
The priests were set in their divisions and the Levites in their courses for the service of God. The people observed the Passover and kept the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days. The Lord had turned the king's heart to them and strengthened their hands in the work of the house of the God of Israel, and they were filled with joy. Sixty years after the temple was finished, the Persian king Artaxerxes sent a Jewish scribe named Ezra to Jerusalem to appoint government leaders and make an offering to beautify the temple. As a priest, Ezra had prepared his heart to seek, do, and teach the law of the Lord in Israel. The king gave him a letter decreeing that the people of Israel, priests, and Levites go to Jerusalem. Ezra and those he traveled with carried silver and gold from the king that was offered to the God of Israel to buy animals and drink offerings for the altar of the house of God in Jerusalem. They carried vessels for the temple, and whatever else they needed would be supplied from the king's treasure house. They fasted and prayed and made the dangerous four-month journey to Jerusalem with divine guidance and protection. Princes and rulers had not separated from different races in the lands and intermarried those who worshipped idols and did abominations before the Lord. When Ezra heard this, he rent his garment, plucked off the hair of his head and beard, prayed and acknowledged the people's sins. A great congregation of men and women wept sorely, and a son of Elam confessed they had trespassed against God, taken strange or foreign wives, and should make a covenant to put away their wives and children according to the law, which must have been very difficult for them. Ezra called for all in Judah to meet in Jerusalem and confess their sin before the Lord. The people said, As thou hast said, so must we do. Ezra brought the law of the Lord before the congregation, who spoke Aramaic, and translated God's words in Hebrew from morning until midday. They celebrated, lifted up their hands, answered Amen, then bowed their heads and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. They began to obey the law, fasted, confessed their sins, recited their history, and expressed gratitude for the Lord's mercy and blessings. They made and wrote a sure covenant while their princes, Levites, and priests sealed it. With faith and trust in the Lord, Ezra was able to help them turn their hearts back to the law of the Lord. Nehemiah had been away from Jerusalem for several years, and many Jews struggled to keep their covenants. He returned and helped them observe the Sabbath and removed evil influences. Both Ezra and Nehemiah helped rebuild the lives of the Lord's scattered people to bring them back into his presence. The Jerusalem temple they faithfully and lovingly rebuilt became the same temple that Jesus also loved and worshipped in 400 years later. And this is Ezra chapters 1, 3 through 7, and Nehemiah chapters 2, 4 through 6, and 8 in the Old Testament. Look for hidden images located throughout the video. You can download a coloring page and activity puzzles for each section on Etsy at PonderFun. Visit our new PonderFun.com website and Facebook page to find more fun things to do. And you can listen to these as a podcast. Please like and share these videos with anyone you think might enjoy them. Also, please subscribe to this PonderFun YouTube channel, and you'll be notified whenever I make new videos. Thanks again for watching, and find some time this week to ponder.